Welcome to Pursuing the Rock Podcast, a podcast of Rootville Road Baptist Church. Here we talk. Is that a hole in the wall? <laughs> yes, that Has is it a always hole been in the there? wall. I don't know. Yes, it's always been there since Chris <sighs> had this office. Here we talk all things life, scripture, and ministry. I'm Andrew, the student pastor. I'm Garrett, the college pastor. And I'm Jason, the church man. So do we think this hole in the wall came from <laughs> D-Now this weekend? Definitely came from D-Now this weekend. Surely not. Well, you think we it had always the, been there? We had four high school guys sleeping in this room, so I, I guarantee you it came from D-Now this weekend. Yeah. There was four in here? Four. What did this room smell like? Hey, you know, it wasn't uh, you, bad. Yeah, it wasn't. Like a I'll tell you what. You me tell you what smelled bad, though? The middle school boys' room oh. in... Dude, I don't know what it is about that age. Dude. The testosterone, that's they don't know what to do with yet. It's just it's And just they don't know how to shower they, whenever they're having fun. They forget that showers are necessary. Look, no, they don't. They, they got there was eight showers down in that gym they could have used. Eight. I, I that's beside the point. It's not a lack of showers. It's a lack of them caring to take showers when they're having fun with one another. They hadn't figured out that stinking will not be attractive yet. Mm mm. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this it's is coming. hilarious. It's coming though. <laughs> So Levi, love who, you though, guys. Love you. Who's a uh, who's a student pastor at Mount Pleasant? <laughs> He's student pastor. Yeah, no. Hey, look, it's look. We ain't even said this, but it's ten thirty two p.m. on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. This is like three hours past Andrew's bedtime. That's not true. All right. Usually. So Levi. Anyway, so Levi said we were Great talking guy, about people stinking. Do what? Great guy, by the way. Great guy. Great guy. He said. He said. Yeah, I knew my brother was maturing when he. Came up to me on the trampoline and said, do your underarms always smell like onions? And he said, buddy, you need to start wearing deodorant. <laughs> I can see him saying that. Uh, how gross. I've never thought about onions. That's disgusting. Uh-huh. But that's what exactly what it smells like. It's exactly. disgusting. Oh. But then, hey. Oof. Hey, look. I'll tell you what I got on. Deodorant. Yeah. Same. Man. Yeah. I keep some in my truck. I keep some in my desk. Wow. Everywhere. Really There's nothing worse than the day when you accidentally forget deodorant. Mm. Like, you can't stop thinking about it. The only thing worse is if you forget a belt. No. I would much that's rather. Bad. It's bad. But, it's no, it's worse bad when you don't know if you forgot. And you're just like, all day long checking. <laughs> you walk by someone, you're like, crap, was that me or was that them? Hey, man, do I stink? <laughs> Get, come on. I know you don't. I know this is weird. We're on a taxi together. Come over here. You check this out, please. So, it's... Wednesday night, <clears throat> church is over. Everybody's in bed, except for us. Except for us. Hey, Jason's a little bitter about it. No, I'm not bitter at all. I'm feeling a little bitterness. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not it. bitter. I'm not bitter at all. You didn't sure. think we were serious. You texted us about five, six times. Are you? I was. Ser- I was on the road, and I'm like, it. we better. I'm recording. A po- I don't care if anybody's there. I'm. I'm putting something on the. Well, record. I'm so committed. I never left the church. I sat here and waited on y'all. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> You know, tough people do tough things. Yeah, you know. It's been I mean, a long day. Yeah. Um, love driving, but here I am. Let's do it. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. We are doing it right now. Yep. This is it. So. I, w- I would rather do it this time every week. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. I was thinking the same thing, but it's okay. Stop really. it. I would. I'm I don't, good. Like, I feel better right now because. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, because I. I mean, what else would I be doing right now? I really, I really feel like. I feel like 
this time to about midnight to 1 a.m. is my like can will be and can be my product most productive time yeah. of the day. Yeah, I certainly don't feel that way I whatsoever. Feel like I feel like it's the most free of distraction. Yeah. I feel like my mind is just yeah. uh, like really geared up. But here's the deal: I hit a crash between about about 4 p.m. to about 6 p.m. I kind of crash, mm. and so I just like when this when work's over, I just want to go just crash for a little yeah. bit, and then that little bit of rejuvenation will just get me going. But today I didn't get yeah, that. If you get up at five every morning, your crash happens earlier, and so does your bedtime. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but you also get a lot done in the morning because nobody's awake. Um, hey, I get, but life. also at nighttime when nobody's awake, that's my productive mm-hmm. time. And you can make your wife some breakfast. Ooh. Yeah, she don't eat breakfast. It's hard to do that at nighttime because you haven't made it for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's See, a cereal kind of gal. My thing is, my thing is, if I was at home right now, you'd be asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To where if I'm with somebody or if somebody's there, if you're at the house with me, like I can, man, I can do it. But the problem is, Lakin does not stay up. She can, she could go to bed at eight thirty. Oh, Brittany could too. And it's like I can't. So could I if. I don't have you guys. And so with you guys, I I'm a, I told you earlier, I was serious. I could stay up till one o'clock right now and record a whole bunch of podcasts. And I would and I would be totally fine. I feel good. I think part of it for me is like after a day of just like doing everything, nighttime is just my time to like just be by myself. Mm. Um mornings are great. To be your true self. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mornings are great, but like, you know, it's starting off the day. I enjoy mornings alone, but nights are just like, man, yeah. it's been a day full of just running around mm. and around people, entertaining people and stuff like that, which is great. And I love that. But at night, it's just like, oh, man, just breathing. Mm. Just it's enjoy true. time to myself. It's, not, it's after the kids go to sleep, it's my only quiet time. Mal, Mal's a night owl. She literally would stay up all night. Uh, I just take. I would take mornings. I just like. It's just my mind is so much more fresh. Like you feel like at night, yours is fresh because everything's off of it. I'm like everything from the day is sitting there. Sun's coming up. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm like I'm nodding off, and I'm like the mornings, man. I'm fresh, clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we had three different services. Yeah. Tonight you were in parenting class. Yeah, the Stewarts. Yeah. Yeah. Solid Dudes. class. Great the people. Mm-hmm. They cooked for us at Dean Alice weekend. Oh, I bet it was great. It was good. Everything. She made a cake tonight. Mm. Hey, Teresa can cook now. Teresa's mm. my second mama. Wow. You know, she's got I've, uh, she's got Jacob, the oldest, who's a pastor at Christ the King. Alex, who's the middle one, who's a pastor at First Baptist Franklin. And Andrew, their youngest son, who's a nurse at Tanner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did something right. Yeah. Two of them ended up being pastors. Three successful kids. One of them saving lives. All three of them are saving Oh, wow. <clears throat> no, ma'am. Siri? Sorry, you're not on this podcast. You don't have a spot. But if you would like to, we could, we could probably make that happen. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you get AI in you, and we may put you on a mic and see what kind of good stuff you got to say. Dude, did y'all see the – I saw H.B. Charles, who's a, who's a, who's a pastor – he uh he shared this thing on Instagram that was I'm gonna find it because I want y'all to be able to see it. You guys can't see it, but I'll throw it in the show notes. Uh, he shared this AI rendering of, of him the preaching? Exodus. Oh no, no of the Exodus by selfies. Oh wow. Oh, just wait. You guys are gonna appreciate this. It's cool. Interesting. Hang on. Ain't nothing worse than the Rock's Wi-Fi. It's almost as bad as mine at home. Mm. And I'm That's a you, whole other conversation. I don't even have Spectrum, Wi-Fi. if you're hearing this, 
I don't like you very much. This was this was literally made up off of AI. These look like real people. That's crazy. Who is that? Can I just say that that, Moses? That burning bush is a very large bush. That's crazy. That's a tree. (laughs) That's crazy. Wait, there's the pyramids. Do we think the Israelites are the ones that built the pyramids in? The frogs from the plagues? No, the Egyptians did. Egypt. I know that, but I'm saying the Israelites built it while they were in captivity in Egypt. That's oh, a theory. Well, definitely. Look, there's a firstborn child. You mean it wasn't Man. aliens is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying it's not aliens. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. And wow. then, let me get back on my mic. That last picture, as I'm looking at these, I'm thinking, dude, these are incredible. Like, those are so helpful just to, like, give you pictures of stuff, even though some of them are goofy. But, like, somebody commented on that last one and said, the last one is unbiblical. Because they were on dry ground. I'm like, come on, man. Just enjoy the pictures. I mean, it's right, though. It's right. I'd like to see somebody else depict this. I agree it's unbiblical, but, like, enjoy the pictures. I want somebody to say. It's taken away from the power of God, man. Not only did he take it away for them to be able to walk across, it was dry ground. Made it supernatural and a miracle. AI needs to study up on this Bible. That's all I'm saying. I rescind everything that I just showed you guys. (laughs) I enjoyed that. Kidding, kidding. All right. So, man, back in the BFM tonight. Mm -hmm. Tell us what our article is, Andrew. Article 11. 11. Evangelism and missions. Mm -hmm. Article 11 of what? Do 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 we remember how many articles there are? 20? Oh, 20 this articles? is 11. Oh, I know. Of what? 20 articles? Out of what? Oh, 15. out of what? Oh, yeah. hold on. I look. I'll tell you right I now. I think it's 20. I think I remember the number 20. We'll find out. This is episode 20. Man, that's crazy. Man, if you've, if you've been tracking every one of them. I, saw, we met, I, so, I talked to somebody the other day who's, who's working through all of them right now. Speaking Same. of episodes, so um, Addison called me earlier. She said, Dad, why not? She was with Mal. Why, why do they record without you? And I was like. I don't know, babe. What are you talking about? Uh, they did an episode without you. And I was like, what episode was it, babe? Oh, this was like the first one they ever did. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's before you got your churchman powers. Yeah, I know. Like, I wasn't even here then. Get out of 18. here. 18. There's 18 articles. Man, so 18. 11 of 18. We're closing on in. Huh? Yeah, we are. Oh. So a few weeks ago, we did a, a one-off, not really looking forward, forward to Article 11, and we did it on missions. It was leading up to our missions conference, and so tonight uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about missions again, but this is evangelism in missions, and so um, let's read the article and then kind of gear the conversation towards evangelism. Uh, how, how can we share our faith and the importance of evangelism, uh, why we believe it's biblical and needed and, and part, of, part of the commission as a Christian? Um, so, evangelism in mission. Hey, I read the article last week, Andrew or Jason. One of y'all are up. Held it. It is the duty and privilege of every follower of Christ and every church of the Lord Jesus Christ to endeavor to make disciples of all nations. The new birth of man's spirit by God's Holy Spirit means the birth of love for others, missionary effort. Sorry, I had a low battery here. Missionary <laughs> effort on the part of all rests thus upon a spiritual necessity of regenerate life and is expressly and repeatedly commanded in the teachings of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ has commanded the preaching of the gospel to all nations. It is the duty of every child of God to speak uh, to seek constantly to win the lost to Christ by verbal witness undergirded by a Christian lifestyle and by other methods in harmony with the gospel of Christ. Yeah. 
So let's start off by maybe saying this. It's, we're tempted to read that and say, like, man, like, we have responsibility to go and save people. Um, but let's, mm-hmm. let's clear that up. So we know that God is the one who does the saving. God is, is the one who actually does the work of saving. But in his sovereign will, he has chosen us as his agents to take the gospel to, to the nations. And so uh, let's, talk, let's talk around that just for a minute and then talk a little bit more practical. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what the article says. The new birth of man's spirit by God's Holy Spirit means the birth of love for others. So, I mean, like, even in that is saying that that the the new birth of man's spirit by God's Holy Spirit. Um, There's a a theologian named J.I. Packer who wrote a, a, a book called Evangelism and the Sovereignty of God. In that book, he said, evangelism is our necessary response to God's sovereignty. And he goes on to explain that God's sovereignty does not negate human responsibility. Rather, it grounds it, supports it, and makes it meaningful. That's a great book, man. Whoa. If you have questions around these two topics, it's one of the yep. most helpful books I've, or anything I've read on the topic. Yep. I actually was reading that book while I was on my honeymoon. Uh, like That was my, <laughs> that was my read uh, that week. Um, wow. <laughs> like, I just, I just remember that. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So we, we see that this is this has been God's so a lot of times when we think about evangelism and taking the gospel to nations, the first where do we go first? Where does our mind go in scripture first? Matthew twenty eight. Yeah, Matthew twenty eight, right? The great Yeah, commission. the Great Commission, right? But this is not when God started to be a missional God. No, mm-hmm. we go all the way back to Abraham. Yeah, Abraham. at least. In some ways, we even go we go back to Adam and Eve and see how they were set forth to uh, to uh, be fruitful and multiply and therefore make disciples mm-hmm. of their children, right? But the first real picture of missions we get is Abraham. And in Abraham chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, it says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Genesis? Yeah. Just making sure you said Abraham, which is cool. It's cool. I said Abraham 3? Yeah. Oh. That's Genesis? okay. I just want to make sure that they heard that. And yeah. Technically, it's Abram, but that's totally fine. Everything's okay. Ordained. <laughs> all right. So just to be clear, this is Abraham. Story of Abram. This is scripture reference is Genesis chapter twelve verses one through three. That's all I was making a point of for the record. Y'all are way more above me as far as the knowledge of it. I just heard heard Abraham chapter. uh, What did you say? Twelve. Yeah, and I was like Abraham. I don't know that. Is there a sixty seventh? Where is is that book in my Bible? Hold on a minute. (laughs) I I figured that's what you were trying to say. I apologize. That's right. Genesis chapter twelve, verses one through three. Story about the call of Abram. Yep. Yeah. So, Father Abraham. Father Abraham. Mm-hmm. But not yet. He's not a father yet. Not yet. He ain't got no sons yet, he neither. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Many sons don't have Father Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> so God calls Abram to leave everything he knows and to do what? To go forth to a nation that he would show him so that he can what? So that he can be blessed and so that he can bless the nations. Mm-hmm. So that God can use Abram to bless the nations and, and mm-hmm. therefore show them himself. Uh, so, just to kind of give us a background of God's heart of missions and to take the gospel to the nations, we see it all the way back in the book of Genesis. Um, so, yeah. 
And you see it, you see it literally through all, the whole Old Testament and all the way into the New Testament. You think even a, just a couple of ways that you see outsiders coming into the camp of God is like uh, Moses's father-in-law Jethro, who he's allowed to come into into Ruth, who was a Moabite. Uh, <clears throat> there's several instances in the Old Testament that it seems like Israel was this set-apart people that nobody could enter into, but that's not true, mm-hmm. which which helps us read the entire book of the Bible and say, okay, God's, God actually cares about the nations. Yeah, I mean, Abraham is the father of Israel, and he said, go forth so that I can yeah. use you to bless the nations. Yeah, and Abraham was a pagan from uh, Ur. Yeah, that's <laughs> He right. was part of the Chaldeans. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even Abraham himself, who was the father of the nation of Israel, who would be the father of many nations, he himself was 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 not even among the people of God, quote-unquote, even though they weren't started yet. But all that to say, he uses a pagan worshiper mm-hmm. to start his own people. Yeah. So funny because you, you look, you read in the New Testament, and you have all these Jews who think that they're like these special people, they're the circumcision, mm-hmm. no one else can come in. And it's like, bro, go back and read your heritage. And the very first words that God said to the father of Israel is, I'm going to use you to bless the nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's crazy. It's like you have completely yeah. twisted the very first words that God yep. used to call Abraham mm-hmm. apart from his pagan ways yeah. and call him to follow him. Yeah, that's really good. The The way that this starts out is, is kind of what you're getting to or, or what you're talking about. Uh, the first couple of words of the, of the article, it is the duty and get this and privilege of every follower of Christ and of every church of the Lord Jesus Christ to endeavor to make disciples of all nations. It is the duty, right? We have an obligation to do it, but it's also a privilege. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. It's a duty and a privilege. Yeah, it's not this, uh, this is the cliche, like, I don't have to do this. I Mm -hmm. get to do this, right? But that's what this is. We don't have to share the gospel. Uh, Well, we do, but we get to share the gospel, right? It Mm -hmm. It is a privilege to have good news and for the good news to impact our lives, to change our lives, to make us new, it is a privilege to be able to mm-hmm. take that and to use it to go in and to, to show others Christ. Yep. And so that the prayer is is that, that the Lord can use our words and our efforts and our fruit and our labor to save others. That's a great privilege that we shouldn't take lightly. Mm-hmm. So do you see it as a privilege? Hmm. Yeah, that's... So what does that look like? What does it look like for? I think what is? Let me let me see for a second. So you know when you that's a deep. It gets really deep, right? Like everybody has this picture, you know. Of, of course, it is talk. We we've gone over missions, right? But like, what is it really? Every day, it's not just one way. Mm-hmm. It's not just one thing, right? Yeah. You have your gifts, spiritual gifts, and different things. Totally. And, uh. I think you got to pay discernment, puts it mm-hmm. on you. You got to be in tune, and it's just a lot of that's deep subject. Mm-hmm. So. And even the early church, like the early church, they didn't like, they, like their evangelism was like, I'm a metal fabricator, and like as customers come in, like I'm gonna I'm gonna share the gospel with them. Have you heard of the Jesus of Nazareth yeah. who died on the cross? As I'm a I'm a shoe cobbler, so the people that come in, or I'm a mail carrier, and as I'm walking from you know city to city, that find people along the way, and I introduce them and to to you know this belief system. You know, yeah. That's what evangelism looked like then. Yeah. Right, and it technically still does. Totally, it's, yeah. it should. Yeah, like students, um, you know they. 
They don't again, like yes, you you profess it, but you're you're seen first, mm-hmm. and they hear what you say to others, right? That's common yeah. sense. But I just want to say that reminder. Um, it's you know you don't have to be uh, a PhD in anything, this, anything. Uh, Twelve ordinary men. That's all it was. That's right. So mm-hmm. when it comes to evangelism, I think a big part we you've got to start in your own heart. You've got to understand that we've got to understand what we truly have in Christ for it to be impactful enough to want to tell others. But you think about it. The things we're most passionate about in life, we can't help but to talk about them. Like, there's things that I care about that you could care less about, Andrew. That's name, probably true. Name, name one of them. I don't know, man. The Braves, okay? Oh, that's not... I couldn't care less no, about okay, them. okay, but you... I mean, like, you're not... No, sure, sure, All right, let's think about You could care more. Yeah, I certainly could care more. <laughs> De- certainly could care more. I mean, there's a difference between <clears throat> me probably watching close to 100 games a year. Wow, that's a lot. And you probably watching two. I, I catch one or two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, like, this is this example. There's probably some other things we could think about. Um, but, like, I know you don't care about it, but I care so much about it. I, I'm going to tell you about the Braves, even though you don't care about it. And what I'm, I'm going to listen. That's right. But the reason is, is because because I care about the Braves. Yep. Man, I'm invested in the Braves, and I care about what they're doing, and I see how good or how bad they're doing. And so, I'm gonna I'm going to overflow and tell you about the Braves, even though I know you don't care. Mm-hmm. What a good reminder, though. Yeah. I know. How guilty am I? Who pretty guilty? Don't get excited about literally my eternity, knowing I'm I'm saved and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. But I'm not trying to skid other people say because it's not the Braves or it's mm-hmm. not, you know, plug in whatever. That's really a good reminder to quit being, mm-hmm. you know, gosh. So, the, but the reason I, I'm able to overflow and tell you about the Braves is because I'm so in touch with what the Braves mm-hmm. are doing. So it's the same thing with God. Man, if we're in touch with what God's doing and what he has done and what he's done in our life and through the entire history of the Bible, we can't help but to want to overflow and to tell people about mm-hmm. that because we care about it and it's totally. impacted us. And so how convicting is it that we will we will literally gush about anything, anything that our heart desires, but then we're hesitant. Well, I don't, I mean, like, I don't want to force them. I don't want to force God on them. They, they don't mm-hmm. care about God. Well, you don't care about the Braves. I'm still going to tell you about the Braves. Mm-hmm. You don't do that when you go to a foreign mission field, though. Yeah, that's right. You are gushing. Uh-huh. Why don't we gush here? Mm-hmm. So we don't I need it here. So I just want to I want to point out that it all starts within your heart. Like, does your heart truly treasure Christ and what He has done for you? And if you if it does, man, evangelism becomes really easy mm-hmm. because it's what our heart values mm-hmm. the most and treasures the most and wants to talk about the most and and, and has experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with evangelism, like I do. The first place to go is not like to figure out, okay, how do I practically share my faith? That, that's not the first place to go. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can find out tips and tricks and methods and all that until we are, I mean, we can't read anymore. Mm-hmm. But until our heart's really set on wanting and desiring to share the truth of, of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, those things are never going to come to life. And even just convictionally, listen to what Paul says in Romans 10, 13 through 17. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they sent to preach? Or how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. 
But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So they're like, the Lord uses people. Uh, you know, all three of us standing here are a result of somebody sharing the gospel with us mm-hmm. multiple times and different people. You know, the, the Lord has worked that way in our hearts and in our lives, and, and he'll do the same. Um, mm-hmm. But what we're talking about now is obedience. Um, at some point, you just have to say, I'm, I'm just going to do it, and, you know, I'm just going to let the Lord deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think that the person we sit beside in math class, the person we work with, the person we play on a sports team with, that person right now is destined for hell. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-mm. that's true. There's someone that you encounter every single day of your life, and they're destined to hell. Would and you that, save somebody that was about to jump off a cliff? Yeah. 100% you would, right? You'd go, don't do it. And why don't we say, hey, you're going to spend eternity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so if we truly believe that, then there's, like, this passage right here. How will they, how will they be saved unless they hear the truth of the gospel? The answer is they can't be. They cannot be saved unless they hear the truth of the gospel. And so it starts in the heart, and then you gotta you got to truly be burdened for those people that you know right now, if they were to die, they would spend eternity apart from God. And so uh, we, we don't bear the weight of that uh, because it's up to God to save them. But we do have a responsibility to be obedient to what we have been called to as Christians, and that is to tell them, to preach to them, to mm-hmm. proclaim the gospel to them, yeah. um, and then warn them. Of what is to come if they don't repent and, and have faith. Um, so let's do this. Let's just talk. Even though we know we don't have to have tips and tricks and stuff like that, just any like encouragements. Any uh, hey, when I do it, here's kind of my go-to. Is there any? Is there any? Hey, one time this happened. Any kind of encouragements or tips, tricks, any of that kind of stuff, um, just to like help 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 us all frame it up in our minds a little bit. Is that is that a fair question? Yeah, Does that I make think sense so. What I'm asking. I think one of the first things you can do is make sure you understand the gospel clearly yourself. And so what that could look like is you sitting down by yourself and you taking a pen, a piece of paper, or on your computer or whatever, or your phone, and you you clearly type out a a presentation of the gospel, what you, what you see the gospel to be uh, in the Bible. And then if you're unsure if it's a if it's a true presentation i hope it's true but if it's a good presentation take it to one of your pastors or take it to your small group leader or someone you trust say hey could you read through this and help me like really form my Mm -hmm. presentation of the gospel because if you don't know how to explain it and how to teach it then you're you're never going to be able to do it on the spot to someone else so you need to make sure first that you have a clear Mm -hmm. understanding gospel so that may be a helpful Mm -hmm. first step exercise yeah and for me it's um just real life applications of what i was like pre-jesus and it's such an easy conversation when you're sitting with people and you're like, yeah, man, I can remember because people know me before and people know me after. Mm. And I can, you know, clear picture of, uh, hey, yeah, man, I used to do this or that. Um, but, man, yeah, I have noticed because they and they will. They always notice a difference. You carry yourself differently, mm-hmm. you, you know, but just relate to them in a way that it's not, um, you know, the term Bible thumper. Right. Like it's it's I hate that term. But, um, you know, I think that when you can relate to somebody, wherever they're at um, on their level mm-hmm. and relate, 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 I'm not having a stroke, 
just bear with me. <laughs> uh, relatability, maybe. Yeah. Um, but you have to insert, mm-hmm. like, why? Yes, I'm a sinner, and the only way um, to get to heaven is by Jesus coming to wash those sins. And yeah. that's sometimes not easy, but just relate. I mean, it's it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be cookie cutter and yeah, that's hard. Right. It's smooth. And hey, man, I hear where you're coming from, but here's what I found for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I was miserable. Maybe you have a few of those things. That's yeah. Which what, what you're saying is it's relational. That's mm-hmm. it. It is. And Jesus was like that, right? Totally. So like, yeah, because because what we what we find, even though the Lord does work in this way, like you know, the uh, it seems more times than not, like relationships in building up to that conversation are are helpful. Now, mm-hmm. has the Lord and does the Lord make? Uh, or convert people by a one-time, hey, look, man, let me ask you a question. Those kind of conversations, certainly he does, and he's probably doing one right now somewhere. However, uh, for discipleship and people that you're going to continue to like be around and those things, a lot of times those 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 relationships give you the relational rent, is what we call it, to be able to like say those kind of big things. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember somebody telling me one time that you're not going to mess anything up, right? Uh, you know, we we believe in the sovereignty of God that he that he is going to work in the heart of people. Um, I can't remember who said it. I don't know that it was Packer, but but it was somebody of of of, of his stature. Maybe it was Spurgeon who said that that God's sovereignty. Thought I just heard someone talking down the hallway. Oh God. They don't want to talk to us tonight. I tell Man. you what, <laughs> come in here, we'll get you saved. <laughs> you but you come you in know here, Jesus. You come you in here, a good time. You come, come in here, you in. better be saved. Because <laughs> you mean Jesus. Jesus? <laughs> oh gosh! But what? 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 Whoever said um, was that? It was Spurgeon. Now that I think about it, uh, that God's sovereignty is the pillow that He rests His head on at night. As he considers evangelism, mm-hmm. you know we can trust in the saving work of God, knowing that we can't mess it up. Like God doesn't give us that much power to yes. to change people's eternal states. And I was going to save them, but Andrew yeah. said the wrong words. Yeah, so, yeah that's right, man. I said that reminder. wrong, and he was in a car wreck. Yeah. Like, look, the Lord, man, the Lord does those kind of things. Those are not in our hands, but we are called to be obedient. Yeah. So, you know, th- there's a weird balance of 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 what our responsibility in sharing is. And what God's, you know, his his mighty hand is going to do. And I'll say this for me, I've never had an experience when I talk about the gospel and regret it. Yeah. I can tell you Amen. A, a million times how much regret I've had when mm-hmm. I didn't and it was on my heart. Yeah. I should have said that or I should have, you know, put my arm around that person and be like, Hey, I've got a better way for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the times I haven't, I've always been like, Oh, I should have said something. Yeah. So one of the one of the most helpful ways I've found in, in sharing the gospel with people is is instead of you first telling and proclaiming and shoving down their throats in some ways, the the best thing to do is for you to stop and for you to ask them questions and to actually care about their what they think and what they uh what they how they view God and how they view the Bible and where they stand currently in their faith, because then it can help you point them in the right direction in scripture. If we're just adamantly like just preaching at them and not really understanding where they're coming from, a lot of times that can be hurtful um, uh, to them. And 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 so like 
be a good listener in your evangelism. Um, you don't always just have to preach at them. Mm-hmm. One of the most helpful things for you to be able to be the most helpful in your conversation with them is you listen to where they are so that you can help them see the truth in mm-hmm. light of where they stand and maybe break down some of the walls of where they, they put up towards God and towards salvation. Mm-hmm. A lot of Christians are seen as really bad listeners, and we're seen as arrogant and and, and jerks a lot of times in our evangelism. Uh, it says a lot for you to to really care about where someone else mm-hmm. stands. Totally. Because they know that no matter how they answer that question, you're still going to be there mm-hmm. after that, uh, which which helps that. And so maybe just a few points of application. You know somebody that you already have that type of a relationship with them, and you have paid years of relational rent with your best friend or your parent or your I mean, spouse or whatever it is for you to be able to say, to to get to those deeper conversations mm-hmm. and hey look it may be awkward the first time you have those kind of conversations and that's okay but like at some point those become normal mm-hmm. yeah i had i had breakfast with a guy uh, that i've known for for years uh, a few weeks ago and we had kind of been separated for a few years and so when we hooked back up i said man i said i don't know if we ever had an intent like gospel conversation in all the years we were friends, and I said, "So I'm not going to let I'm not going to let this moment pass by without asking you. Like, do you have a testimony? Like, have are you a Christian?" And so we got to talk through that. And so the the moral of that story is sometimes you just like you just got to do it. Just got to ask. You just got to do it. That's it, stop thinking about it and stop trying to uh, trying to think through all the things they could say and what you could say back in your mind and stop trying to think through all these techniques and drawing these pictures on paper. You just like you just gotta start the conversation sometimes and just say, you know what, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna trust the Holy Spirit to lead me in this conversation and know that if they say something that I don't know the answer to, it is okay for me to say, I don't know, and I'll get back to you on that. And go talk to a pastor or go look for yourself or go study your Bible and you look for that answer and either you find that answer to bring back to them or you say, you know what? There's not an answer to that question. Um, but the majority of questions there's gonna be an answer to. Mm-hmm. Um you just gotta find it. Mm-hmm. So just just do it and know that the Holy Spirit has got you and is gonna hold you, is gonna empower you to do that, and you can't mess it up. Mm-mm. So that person you're thinking about right now that you're saying, I just I really know I need to share the mm-hmm. gospel with them. Just go share the gospel with them. Yeah. And if you ask the Lord to put people in your path who Ooh. who don't know him, he better, will. You better be ready. He'll be yeah. there tomorrow. <laughs> and you better be obedient then. Yep. That's true. And they are there. Like a lot of times we pray, Lord, like open the doors for me to be able to talk to someone about the gospel. Mm-hmm. They're there every day. We just got yeah, we door, gotta doors we are can, always open. yeah. We just gotta do it. And I fell at this. Oh, Andrew fell at this. Mm-hmm. Jason, you fell at this. A lot, I guess a lot. Pastor Stephen fell mm-hmm. at this. We all fell at this. And that's I don't okay. Know if he does. He. I don't <laughs> think he misses a moment. He's yeah. very highly trained. Though. He, he is. This isn't his first rodeo. Yeah. But if you asked him, I guarantee you, oh, say, I man, there's times I, I regret not. Mm-hmm. Of course, and, totally. And if you had it to do over again, what would you say, man? I just, I would just had a conversation yep. with him about the gospel. So, yeah. the nightmares that we dream up are never, they never happen. They That's never true. happen, mm-hmm. especially in our context. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Well, cool. Hey, somebody impacted your life with the gospel, most likely. And so you should impact somebody else's. The Lord will be behind it. He's called you to it, and he will be with you as you do it. He'll give you the words to say, just like he told his disciples. When they deliver you over to the to the courts and to the, the, the principalities or the rulers or whatever, 
man, like I will give you what to say. My Holy Spirit will be your mouth. Mm-hmm. It says, and if you reap, you will sow. Mm-hmm. So, if you sow, you will. Yeah, reap. if you sow, you will reap. Oops. <laughs> it's, it's like, what is that? Galatians. <clears throat> Garrett's in his prime at the moment. <laughs> if you reap, you will sow. <laughs> if you sow, you will reap. It's a cycle, though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's you right. reap, you sow, you sow, you reap. Yep, yeah, that's true. You reap what you sow. Abraham. 12. We got to end this thing. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Well, go share the gospel, with somebody. I'm ready. Hey, let's let's go it. find someone right now. Cameras down the hallway. Can is about I to go sleep get... for a few minutes? No. Okay. So can I ask you a question? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We love you guys. We're proud of you guys. Go share the gospel with somebody. Hey, maybe you need to hear the gospel. Go ask the gospel with people. Yeah, ask somebody about it. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys next week. Peace. Yep. See ya. Peace.